What up, what up, what up? We're back again for another episode of Two Mics Up Podcast. It's your man, Dame DNYDC, your proud and humble host. Here today with co-host of the show, the queen, Alisa Middleton. And Lisa, we, we back with a with a real nice episode. You know, uh, I'm inspired. You know, the last two weeks we've been working with some young up-and-coming uh, men and women in the community that's really bringing some dope stuff. And today's guest is definitely one of them. And you know, I'm I'm happy. I've been following this this young brother for a little over a year now. Um, I'm looking forward to big things from him, and you know, I'm just excited. And you know, I see you, yeah, with <laughs> the head, Bob. What's going on with you today, sis? You know, um, like a hi, listeners. Hi, everyone. Um, you know, just blessed, glad that we are uh, here on this good day. Right. We woke up, so we are definitely in a good place. Um, I'm excited as you, as always, when it comes to, uh, young people, um, young adults, our next generation, um, I've learned so much from them. Um, and I'm really just excited for this young man that we have on today. I think that our next generation is doing great things and you know, I, I rocks with the young, you know, the young people. So, you know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm happy for this show, excited, let's get it. Okay, well, you know, with that being said, you know, today's guest, um, you know, this man, Joe Hughes III, you know, he's a VA tech, you know, he's an undergrad, he's a, an amazing writer and poet, and like I said, I've been following him, you know, on and off for the last year, I seen him in an article uh, here with the Prince William Perspective, is which was my first introduction to Joe, and I've been rocking and, and following along along his path. So without further ado, you know, I'm going to turn it over to Joe. Please take a few minutes, introduce yourself to our listeners and those who are watching, and, and give us a little more about your background and who you are. All right, sounds good. Um, first of all, thank you all for having me on the Two Mics Up podcast. Um, I, I was telling them before, you know, we got started, I was like super excited to do this um, for about a week and also today especially just thinking about oh what am i gonna say <laughs> um but uh, my name is joe hughes the third i'm a poet creative writing undergrad and professional technical writing undergrad at um, virginia tech i'm a blogger for my school's literary magazine silhouette um i've been published in philologia which is my school's research magazine um dudefluencer.com as loud as it's kept which is like a kind of a black creative uh, magazine platform kind of deal and i'm super excited to be here so yeah well, we're excited to have you and with that you know i, I want to ask joe you know it's really a two-part question you know first of all what inspires you you know to write or do you know commit your work and secondly you know how did that inspiration really lead you to continue or develop your craft yeah so the, what really inspires my work are obsessions um, and curiosities so and, and contradictions the things that don't seem to add up in my life and other people's experiences like for instance um i i i'd written a poem on my website called the myth of the good black dad um, because my, my dad is an interesting, uh, well, at least it was an interesting character in terms of um, in, in terms of cons consistency and you know how how I mirrored him. 
Um, but but that some, some, something like that was was kind of a contradiction in like how how I perceived how I need to behave. So mm. so like there's this figure in my life that doesn't necessarily add up to what what I deem as okay. This is a, this is how a black man should act, and I'm I'm kind of mirroring that. So I was like, okay, what what what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those kind of curiosities and contradictions. And wanting to know more about it and having it become an obsession where I'm thinking about it all day and all the time. Hmm. Understood. Yeah, that was that was kind of deep because mm-hmm. I even like that title. <laughs> right. The myth. The myth right. right? Um, so that that kind of struck me as well. Now, as a uh, writer or poet, um, if you could talk uh, or have a conversation with two people dead or alive who would they be and why excuse me so the first one would definitely have to be american rapper earl sweatshirt because um i admire his lyricism his poetic abstractions that he that he uses in his raps he's also the the son of um the south the south african poet Bra Willie, who's deceased mm. now, and uh, Professor Cheryl Harris, who I believe is from, who, who uh, works at UCLA. Um, so that that would, I think that would just be a super interesting conversation <laughs> because he uses a lot of, he, he inspires a lot of my work. Mm. Um, and 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 his, his flow, his consistency, and his experimentation, that's something that I really aspire to do. Um, in terms of somebody else, it would have to be my grandfather on my mom's side because um, I, n- I never got a chance to meet him, and I'm sure he has some some secrets that I would I would like to know about. So, mm. yeah, I, I I love that. Uh, you know, just hearing that, you know, and, and we may have shared or not. You know, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting my grandparents and knowing my grandparents. They both passed before I, I was born. And to hear you say that uh, is inspiring because I wonder what I may be like or may have been like or what information that they could have provided me that may have changed some of the paths that I took in my life. Um, so um, it's amazing when I hear you say that. This gets me to thinking. I get that that chill you know, on, on what, it, what could have been. But I, that's amazing to hear from a young man. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and I gotta uh, say too, I haven't met my grandparents on either side um, either. And just um, I did some research with my dad's uh, parents, and you know, and I was like, wow, if I was able to, you know, know them, the history, because they were sharecroppers in South Carolina, mm. right? And mm. then on my mom's side, um, my grandparents immigrated from um, Barbados, uh, way wow. up Panama, because my grandfather mm. was a uh, part of building the Panama Canal. Wow. So wow. imagine the rich um, history or knowledge that you can, you mm. know, you would have been able to, um, you know, have if you if you had that uh, information or that relationship, or they were alive 
to share some of that rich um man history. so um I with Joe on that because you know yeah. we would love to pick the brains because of of our elders, but especially those that are related because right. that's our lineage. Exactly. Our lineage. And it mm. kind of probably would help us identify how we are who we are today because I'm sure <laughs> we get you know some attributes from from uh you know our um grandparents so that that was that was very interesting joe thank you for that now um with everything going on in the world with everything um happening from the pandemic you know what's going on in the black community with with just everything that we're dealing with um when you're feeling unmotivated or just not in that uh space what helps you to keep going so I suffer from depression and because of that, sometimes I lack the emotional or physical motivation to, to do things. Um, I've, I've written about it a few times in terms of like mental illness. Uh, I think it's always important to bring awareness to that. Um, but for me, what's been working recently is, is look, looking at the larger goal. That's something that's something I talked about with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with, with, with my therapist is um ma making sure that I, I may not feel like doing this right now but what do i want to do overall what is that goal that's going to anchor me throughout this th throughout my uh, journey for success so is it if i feel like laying down today okay is that is that going to serve me later and and kind of dealing with that um kind of dealing with that okay i'm, I'm going to commit to this this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to accomplish it. And that, 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 that's something that I had to deal with this morning because I, I needed to take some rest and just uh, reconfigure myself. Um, but I wanted to do something else. So, but, but understanding that, okay, I need to do this. Well, not even need, just I want to do this. That's what will anchor me at the very least in you know, making that motivated decision. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely happy that you mentioned that um, with um, mental illness, and especially in our community. And I, I applaud you for your candor and being open about it um, because we need to, you know, address it and also identify it, deal with it and see how um, we can, you know, get ourselves going. Because I know in these last few weeks um, and with everything going on, I have take a mental break i needed self-care because i felt myself going down and down and down and i said you know what stop i need to uh have some some type of rest period i need to have some type of um you know rejuvenation i needed to relax myself i had to take care of myself and um realizing that when you get those triggers when you get those signals to identify you right. on it so you can move forward so you can accomplish your goals so you can keep going and that's the important part is identification knowing when it is time listening to your body listening to your mental if you need to lay down if you need to shut down you know just make sure that you identify that do what it you need to do for yourself and then come back 
you know, and push a little further to get your to get to your goal, but just to identify in those triggers and you know your body signaling this is an overload, this is happening. So, you know, I applaud you, uh, Joe, for um, you know being so candid and speaking on that because I can identify. Agreed, agreed. I think a, a lot of us need to uh, listen to that message. You know, and this is a young man that's been able to. Uh, identify, you know, such, you know, there are a lot of people, you know, our age or older who still are in denial of, you know, checking in on their own mental health. So, yes, Joe, I agree with Lisa and everything you're saying. And, you know, kudos to you for identifying it and taking charge of your own mental health because it's really important. Um, and with that, you know, like Lisa said, to piggyback, you know, in these tough times and during this pandemic, you know, I want to kind of create a sci-fi narrative, if you will. So let's say, okay. you know, a hundred years from now, you know, science fails us. And all that is left behind is a book about Joe Hughes III's life. Uh, what would the title be? And what would the blurb tell us about Joe Hughes III? Oof. So... If I were mm, all right, so the the, fir the first thing I'm thinking of is I I have a title in mind that that that, that came up, um, but if I say it, I might incriminate myself <laughs> for something that might actually be published later. Okay. So I I don't know if I should like make so, up a fake one or yeah, make make an alternate one or a uh, a blurb or something, uh, a hook that would identify with you and your life in the future. Okay. Um in the future. Um so I I'm really I, I like I like to dance a lot. Okay. And I think that some people don't like understand about me. <laughs> like like I'm I'm very talkative and dancing and listening to music. So something about like um may, maybe something like uh uh happy fat black person on campus something like that, that that's really what comes to mind okay. that, that, that's really me it, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's like well, well actually speak, speaking on the blurb they might they might say something like um oh there was this there was this um there was this black man on campus he used to dance all the time and play music and he, he would talk to everyone but but he was a poet stuff like that um yeah, I, th I think that's what most people would remember uh, me for. That's fine, man. That's perfect. I I, I enjoy that only because you're, you're happy in yourself uh, or happy within yourself. Um, right. You know, and I think that's important that we can laugh and look at ourselves and love ourselves, too, at the same time. I think that that whole ball of wax is, is important. And I just find it, uh, it, it tickles me because I probably would have said the same thing about myself. When I was in college, I've always kind of been the same size, but you know, I wouldn't say fat, maybe husky. I think husky was a word when we was coming up, Lisa. You, you know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, wait. Can I sum up? What? So you're saying that in college, you're the, you were the same size that you are now? I just Pretty much. I mean, pretty, yo, like, honestly, most people who know me, I've kind of been the same size. I was always bigger than everybody when we were younger. Then we got to about, I don't say about 11, 12th grade, like everybody else grew, got bigger. I've kind of been the same size, like, since, like... So 
So you're saying you're carrying the same college weight from 30, 40 years Okay, well, all right. <laughs> all I'm saying in frame. I'm saying in frame. No, no, well, not the same body weight. I probably put on about 35 pounds, but I'm just saying. Okay, no, my frame, my frame has been the same. We are about the same. <laughs> so, so I just go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. For the I know. It's all good. <laughs> no, the frame has been the same. The weight, eh. <laughs> adult weight, liquor weight, you know, alcohol weight, yeah, all that good stuff, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't gonna let you slide. All right. Well, well, yeah. Same guy. I'm the same guy. But, but anyway, <laughs> before before we head in the break, Joe, you know, please do us an honor, if you would, take us into to break with a short reading uh, of something of your work. Uh, that we can, I want, I want our listeners to really hear something or a couple of pieces of what you're working on, uh, you know, currently or in the past. All right, cool. So I have a poem titled When I Hear the Phrase Not You, which I um, I had submitted to, well, I, I was nominated for Undergraduate Creative Writing Award in Poetry hmm. um, for my work last semester. And this is something I submitted, which did not win, but I think it's um, pertinent to talk about, especially in the context of today. So when I hear the phrase, not you. When I hear the phrase, not you, I get scared. Do you mean not my dark skin, not quite my complexion, or not me today, or not me this time, or not me who you will kill? The phrase brings about a feeling of belonging to death at an age before speaking, at an age where pigment is darker, a monstrous discolor, what age is this? The age before birth. I saw an American flag today. It was stuck to the back of my French truck like a poster taped to a patterned wall. Would they kill me for the sake of my color? What if my skin was light? What if I dressed in a suit and tie? What if I spoke about weather and never lied? I'm asking, why are guns still tied to black bodies? Invisible triggers latched to blackness pulled taut as time takes quicker and inevitable death, but not death as in necessity, not death as in rebuilding, not death as in birth, not death as in clarity, but death as in suffering. There will be no funeral this time. This time there will be no coffins or mourning or hoping that change is progressing. Progress indeed is not the word I would use to describe the tired black hand banging on decency's gates straight lips and narrow browed focus 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 there are too many questions in the time of funerals not enough death in the time of life not enough violence in the time of peace would i kill you for the sake of my family i heard black men are angry when jogging in their neighborhoods will i kill a stranger if they want to kill me you no i mean somebody else not you thank you yeah, we, bro, man, um, I'm uh, I'm I'm stunted on this one right here because that that was really powerful. Yeah, shit definitely chills. Thank you, Joe, for sharing that piece. Um, wow, uh, and I hope those of you who have a chance, you know, hit the rewind when you're watching this and go back and listen to that. Um, that was very powerful, uh, and I, I, I'm still shaking over here. So before we get into our next segment, I want to take a second to thank our sponsors, you know, for supporting the Two Mics Up podcast. You know, Next Level Keys, if you're in need of 
credit help or credit repair, please make sure you uh, check out Next Level Keys, uh, Riddick Entertainment, uh, one of the DMV's finest entertainment uh, and management companies here. We have TD3 Insurance Agency. You know, if you need life, health, auto, check TD3 out and 94 Media House who helps market and brand and do all of this lovely work that you see for the Two Mics Up podcast. And for those of you who are just joining us here in our second segment, we've been sitting here talking with Joe Hughes, VA Virginia Tech undergrad, an amazing writer, writer and poet. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pass to Lisa because I know Lisa has some questions she wanted to open up with here in our second segment. Yeah, first I want to say, uh, Joe, um, that poem was was uh, beautiful. It, I had chills uh, listening to it, and I think it's relevant. And so mm -hmm. kudos to you, young man, um, for the work that you are doing and the inspiration yep. that you're bringing, because that poem was awesome. Agreed. Um, what are, the, what are um, some things you're curious about? What I actually, this is, this is the first part I think is interesting because um, it, it's, it doesn't necessarily relate to me. And I don't think it's necessarily because of, um, well, actually, yeah, I think it is because of what's been happening in the news. Um, I'm really curious about um, um, Asian perspectives, Asian Pacific, I think it's ADPI, or I don't, I'm not sure how to uh, pronounce the acronym, but I'm re really curious about those perspectives right now. And I'm also curious about, um, also curious about queer perspectives and storytelling. Um, th these are these are things that that I'll admit I'm um, I, I I I don't know enough about. Mm -hmm. I've I've read I've read some. I've like like I, I know um, queer poets, and I've I've read a few Asian writers, but not not enough. No, I, I want to know more. Not enough at all. And in what perspective, though, that does that curiosity drive you? Like, from what perspective? Just from the the cultural view or the societal view? Like, what what perspective kind of draws your curiosity when it comes to that? I think I think it's just um, it, it would have to be, and I'm, I'm hesitant to say cultural because okay. it is. The, 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 cur the curiosity comes out of the fact that I don't know about it. Okay. Like just, just straight up. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just something I want to un understand more about. Gotcha. I think, I think that's what it is that, that lack of knowledge. I really want to fill in that gap. That's fair enough. I mean, that, that's what growth is all about. And that's really why I actually, I think we all have at different points in our time wanted to learn or educate ourselves about things that we have no knowledge of or we've had i know for me it's been a lot of times just a lack of interaction with maybe a group or uh, a party or a topic so it helps fill in not only a, a void or a gap but it also helps increase your knowledge uh, and that's really why i act here on this platform because we're always trying to educate you know each other and i just wanted to know um but your answer was great because I mean it's just something that you want to know, and I mean that's that's enough. <laughs> <For> <laughs> um, and it's Asian and Pacific Islanders. 
that's what I think you were trying to get yeah. to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I, I, I apologize to, to everyone yeah. about that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's okay because mm -hmm. that's what we're here to do is to learn yep. and empower. So yep. now, if you could do one thing to improve uh, Black America, what would that be? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I have I have two things that are that I'm I'm big on in terms of the the black community. Um, for, first off, oh, okay, so I I talked about curiosities and um, obsessions as a form of um, writing inspiration. So 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 because of those curiosities, right? Those curiosities comes from come from a place of contradiction, and it also comes from a place of self interrogation. Um, of looking looking at myself and saying, what am I? What what constitutes the black experience? So to me, that that's that that's one of the biggest things that I want to contribute to the black community mm. is lo looking at myself and identifying some of these um, generational ills or um, you know um, kind kind of kind of negative attributes that have been passed down through generations and say, okay. What part of this serves me? What part of this is maybe inaccurate? Then go going from there and understanding. Okay, th th this is this is where we build. What 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 we look like. Uh, this this is what we look like within a black context. Mm -hmm. um, and and that, that to me that always goes back to to education because we're. I, I talked with my past roommate about this, and I, I was telling him. Hey, one of the issues I have is that um, in public education, we're not, not a lot of things are taught from the black perspective. We have, um, you know, Black History Month, we have civil rights uh, movement, like um, units, and we, we have these, we have these pockets. Right. But what, what does the black community think about these issues? Mm -hmm. Those are the perspectives also that I'm curious about. And, that's what I really want to see implemented more. Um, not not just in my work, but when whenever other people are um, discussing the black community. So that that's what I try to work towards. That's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's important. very important. Um, because in school we're we're not represented, um, at least from grade kindergarten to twelve, right? Mm -hmm. um, we don't have um, any educational um, construct that actually deals with us in right. a positive light right. or the indoctrination that we get from kindergarten to 12 does not represent us. It does mm -hmm. not show us in this. Um, the indoctrination is completely white male and that they are so great and all of these um, untruths that we yep. are learning or teaching our children. And when it comes to children of uh, color, they don't learn the truth until they get to higher learning. High, yep. mm -hmm. They don't learn the truth until they get to college. And then you have um, situations where you're so upset because you've been lied to because of my niece um, just called me. She's graduating uh, high school, but she's doing her own research now. And she's just, she was so upset. How can I write this paper? We've been lied to. Mm -hmm. I'm finding out so much. 
And it dawned on me that, hey, these kids are not standing for this anymore. Nope. So the way that they learn, they're upset about it. Because when you get to higher learning, you're like, wait a minute. This, we, had, we have a rich history. We have yep. a rich, but we've never learned this. We've just learned that, you know, rich, wealthy, white men colonized and they yep. were so great and this and that, but you never learned the backstory. backstory. You never learned what affected you, your community, what your community looked like. We're not represented um, at all. And the indoctrination that goes mm. on in public education is really mm. criminal. Um, in my, in it's my beyond opinion, criminal. That's my right. opinion. So that mm. you bring that up, Joe, is very, um, very telling of the thought process that you and others share as y'all go through your journey of higher learning and um, what how it may have changed you know, your your actual education experience, if you had the truth, you know? So it's very um, poignant that you bring that up. Agreed 2,000%. And, you know, to piggyback off of that, you know, what you feel that you want to improve on, but what can you and maybe other young men like yourself, like Lisa saying, now that you've kind of, you're, you're at a point of awakening, and, you know, moving forward, you know, what can you and maybe other black men like yourself, you know, not necessarily give back to the community, but give back to leave an impact, something positive on our community? Something to, okay. So the the first thing that, the first thing that comes to my mind, um, especially with, especially with young black men, um, we we need we need our stories right now probably the most out of really anything i could think of mm. we we need we need our our candor we need our candor we need our um, transparency we need um vulnerability we, we we need those stories that are going to that are going to not only document what does it look like for a young black men but um for a young black man but what 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 does um what 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 can we learn from from these stories? Mm. Because so, something something that I think is interesting, and you know one of the reasons I said I wanted to talk with Swisher is he believes and I believe as well that nothing exists without context. Mm. Um, and because of that, when, when we when we document these stories, when we're being honest, when we're self interrogating, and when we're telling the truth about you know what what we witness um that that serves the larger context of black america of america of the world okay so what 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 are, what are humans doing to each other what are we doing you know um so yeah do documenting those stories being honest and having those tough conversations that's really what we can do right now um talking about things like like impact like to like later on, we can we, we can have that conversation once we once we get that documenting going on. Once we have that dialogue at least initiated, right? Hmm. And I like that. I like that. I I, I like to hear that that forward thinking. Uh, you know, it, I think it's great that young men and women really have that forward thinking. Like you said, create that dialogue um, and document that dialogue. You know, because it's true. It's not even rare. It's happening right now. And, you know, by documenting and, and 
sometimes we have to keep hammering home that conversation to kind of become part of our foundation to be able to move forward. And I find that very interesting from someone. Uh, and again, I'm with Lisa. I am I am 200% for our youth uh, as as OGs or whatever you want to call us. We really need to listen and support everything that you all are doing um, because your moves totally different than we do. Your minds are a thousand times faster than ours. The technology that you're using is 10 million times faster than ours. And it's incredible. And we just need to be there now. I think we really need to become the support system, truly the support system and integrate into the foundation of what you guys are building. And thank you for sharing what you said, because you don't really hear a lot of young men or women. At least I, I have, but it's becoming, it was rare at first. But the more that I'm, I'm I'm finding myself talking and listening, you guys are amazing. And, you know, I, I'm proud to be a man of color. I'm proud to be a black man. And I'm proud to see where we're going with our future. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree. I agree 200 percent. I like the, I like um, our, I like the way our future is shaping up. I like the way that we think internally. And we um, I like the way that our youngsters challenge these uh cultural toxicities that we um, have been passed down doesn't necessarily mean that we should continue um, passing down things that right. are traumatic or mm -hmm. trauma-filled just because it is a way um, that we have normalized that is not correct within our own community. I okay. love that we are being challenged on those issues because we should. If yep. we can't make change within, um, then we can't expect change outside. So Agreed. we need, I love the way that um, the young people are whole and um, well-rounded when Agreed. it comes to those issues and looking at us internally and looking outwards. So I appreciate the conversation, Joe. Yep, sure I do. I'm right here with you. Um, so with that, I'm just going to, uh, before we get out, because you moved us. So, I mean, I, I still, I'm, while he was talking, I'm still listening to the poet, poetry he took us out with. So before we close out again, yeah, it's amazing. And I can't wait to hear what you're going to read next. But if you could, Joe, take a few minutes again to read another piece for us and our listeners uh, before we close out today's show. Yeah, sure. Um, let me see. So I had to bring it up really fast. So this is a poem that um, that was published in uh, my school's research magazine, Philologia. It's titled On Neoclassicism and the Numbing of the Negro Mind. Mm. Um, I'll preface by saying that <clears throat> That there's a lot of historical context that informs this piece in in terms of like neoclassical art and um, and and the way it and and the, and the way it it transformed uh, black artists' minds okay. and how how they produce art. Um, but yeah, I'll just I'll just get into it. Okay, go right ahead. The father runs his finger through my curls and tells me of the ways that the pencil should feel when I am to grab it and speak of Michelangelo or Washington or Zeus. The men that spread ivory spores through my blackened mind and corrupt the synapses of the back of my stem. White men wrestle and bellow in the back of my mind, reminding me that, I, that they are idols and I am an afterthought in the world of whiteness. 
crevices of the blackened mind once filled with tar are now ridden with marble, limestone, and gravel. I ponder these remedies in half words as my eyelids fall and open like the sun between clouds. It is only when I rest that I envision a darker world, muddy fields with rough rocks and wild bears and blackbirds flying with no hurry, but even in sleep, they are blotched away in favor of white dandelions and poop from bald eagles. From my bed, I watch the father as he moves to my brother, his legs clumsy, stumbling, stilts, hurrying and breath, breath rush steps towards the head of curls. Oh, how he loves the curls, but denies the blackness that creates them. The father is a curious man. He hacks blood and spews words from his mouth, telling me from his cobbled teeth the healing ways of whiteness. He spits phlegm at the idea of black scars and scoffs when I cry for the past, proclaiming superiority over my fleeting thoughts in favor of the beauty of his intellect. How white history will cure the world and usher a period of enlightenment and respect. Yet his worn face speaks a paradox, whiteness to cure, but whiteness is sickness. How is the sick to be cured by the sicker? Don't doctors clean their hands before operating on the ill? Put me on display, Father, but not by your hands, for I only accept a darker world to craft the image of the dark, the strokes of brown pastels on canvas, and the etching of eternity into mahogany. I picture the world through shadow. To bring forth the rough cuts and blunt blows, the stained reds and brutal browns that show that my art does not kneel, that greatness is not whiteness. There is ever a latency of the dark intelligence and the subdued blackbird. Oh, how the bird strives to be unbound, to be itself in the face of darkness, and to know the face he holds is not the only of his kind. That this is all that I wish for, Father, for you to use your whiteness you love, to turn numbing into praising, and to bring forth darkness, which the dumb Negro mind may say that you created. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, I, I, I got a bow. I got, yeah. I clap, snap, bro. That was um, amazing. Uh, again, you left me stunted, chilled, and like I would tell anybody listening or watching, play, play these pieces back, because I, I really do believe that uh, you know we talked prior to coming on air, and Lisa knows how I feel. It's important to me uh, these last two weeks of what the recording we've had we've had two young individuals a young man today and, and a young woman that are doing things in our community that need to be commended and with joe i'm high on this because my daughter was a film major we touched on and she wrote in her poetry and these things kind of changed my eyes because i'm not that lyrically well gifted with, with the pen but this is a lost art i also believe um, and we kind of shun, you know, those who write um, poetry or write books or write novels. And I really wanted to show our community because we are so diverse in the black community. We have so much talent. But I think this are some this art sometimes is lost or hidden. And I really thank you for taking the time today to share your art and share your passion with us and our listeners. So thank you, Joe, uh, for that, you know, doing that today. Yeah, of course, thank you. Mm -hmm. So before we go, Lise, anything? Yeah, I see you smiling. You say you feel I like know. I do. <laughs> Listen, when you proud, you proud. You know, I'm mm -hmm. proud of our young, our young um, 
uh, generation, and I am, you know, and um, I guess it's the mother in me or just being a woman. Um, I always uh, feel pride, a sense of pride when I look at our young generation. Um, I don't feel hopeless. I don't feel right. like, you know, I, I, I feel something within. And um, mm. I'm very proud of you, Joe. Um, I don't know you personally, but um, as a Black woman and a Black mother and a person of the Black community, I just want to tell you that I am very, very proud of you and that um, I know you have your future ahead of you. And I look forward to seeing great things that um, you will accomplish um, yes. and that you have already accomplished. So I just want to tell you that personally, that I am very proud of you, young man. Yes, indeed. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, indeed, listeners. So if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button down at the bottom. Make sure you hit the bell so you can get all the notifications from Two Mics Up. Stay tuned as we'll be bringing you uh, some, some new features. We're going to be coming live to you. Uh, I think we have a live coming up this week, Lise. Um, we're going to be uh, kind of transitioning into some relationship talks, things like that, things that irritate the opposite sex. We're going to be doing some grown and sexy conversations where you're going to have to put the kids to bed, make sure you don't leave them up. You, know, you don't want the kids to hear this. Uh, and we have some other content that's coming that we're going to be working on. As always, before we go, I want to thank our sponsors who uh, have been a big support to Two Mics Up. Once again, Next Level Keys, uh, Riddick Entertainment, you know, TD3 Insurance. Uh, they have a grand opening that's coming up. I believe it's the weekend of May 1st. Check them out if you need some insurance. Our friends over at 94 Media House, and as always here on Two Mics Up, we believe in patronizing all small businesses, specifically black. But hey, you know, we, we patronize all small businesses here. If you haven't, you know, follow us online at www.twomicsup.com. Brand new store has opened. We are officially now open. We got some brand new gear. Go check it out. Go shop and support. Uh, you can follow us also uh, on social media, IG, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Two Mics Up, all one word. And as we always do at this time, stay safe, stay blessed. Mics out. <laughs>